Good morning to Sri Radha Kalachanji Dam. Good morning to all of the assembled devotees. Let's see, today is May 6th, Monday, and we are going to continue to read from Sri Bhagavatam, uh, Canto 11. Oh, good. Thank you, Prabhu. See, that's what happens. That shows you how imperfect we are. And we think we are, but we're not. <laughs> Canto 12, chapter 9. And we're going to do text 8 to 9. But we only had enough room, I think, to put only enough room for 8 on the board. But before we do that, we always like to like to get the uh, mercy of uh, Lord Krishna. Thank you. 
said earlier after Krishna Kripa saying it, it's like the uh, lecture's over with. We didn't have anything else to do but enjoy the bliss. I can't even say this is icing on the cake, but because it's nectar from the scripture, it is icing on the cake. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> now, uh, chapter 9 is on uh, Markandeya Risi 
seeing the illusory potency of the Lord. And text 8, we'll read. It's a double text. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Tam eva chintayana tam rishi swarama eva sa vasanagniyaka samabu buvayuviat atmasu tam eva chintayana tam chintayana tam rishi swarama eva sa vasanagniyaka samambu buvayuviat atmasu Tameva chintayanartam rishya swasrayam evasham vasanagniyaka samabu bhuvayuviyaradmasu. Because that's the only one up there. Any, any of you can feel free to repeat this one. Tameva chintayanartam Rishi Swasram Evasam Vasanagniya kasamabu Bhuvayuviyaratmasu Okay, so the second sloka, just read it once. Dayayan savatra chaharin Bhavadraya apujayat Kavachit pujam vishasmara Prema prasara sampluta. Now oh, that sounds so nice. I need to repeat it again. Dayayan savatra chaharim bhavadrai dravya apujayat kavachit pujam visamara prema prasara sampluta. Word for word. Tam, that. Eva, indeed. Chintayan. Thinking of Artam, the goal, Rishi, the sage Markandeya, Swa Asram, at his own hermitage, Eva, indeed, Saha, he, the sun, remaining, Agni, in the fire, Arka, the sun, Soma, the moon, Ambu, the water, Fu, the earth, Vayu, the wind, Viat, the lightning, Atmasu, 
and in his own heart, Diane, meditating, Savatra, in all circumstances, Cha, and Harim, upon Lord Hari, Bhavadravya, with paraphernalia conceived in his mind, Apujayat, he offered worship, Kavachit, sometimes, Pujam, the worship, Visasmara, he forgot, Prema, of pure love of God, Prasada, in the flood, Sampluta, being drowned. And the translation here is, thinking always of his desire to see the Lord's illusory energy, the sage remained in his ashram, meditating constantly upon the Lord within fire. The sun, the moon, water, the earth, air, lightning, and his own heart, and worshiping him with paraphernalia conceived in his mind, but sometimes overwhelmed by waves of love for the Lord, Markandeya would forget to perform his regular worship. Purport. It is apparent from these verses that Markandeya Risi was a great devotee of Lord Krishna. Therefore, he wanted to see the illusory energy of the Lord, not to fulfill some material ambition, but to learn how his potency is working. We can always go back to standard procedure, standard knowledge. We are in illusory energy. But I wanted to go back a little bit. Because when Markandeya, uh, in the previous text, or the text before this one, uh, when Markandeya asked the Lord uh, to see his illusory energy, you know, it was kind of like a parent looking at a child who's asking for something he really shouldn't have. So it says that the Lord smiled ruefully, um, regretfully, sadly, because he knew, eventually, Mark and Arisi would know, that what he was asking for, uh, in a sense, it's not an, it is dangerous. It is dangerous to fall into illusory energy, to be a part of it, to uh, experience it, to acknowledge it, and to see it in all of its powerfulness as it was going to be when the Lord showed it to him was not something that Lord Krishna really wanted Mark and Dea to see, but like a parent, 
who loves this child dearly, and he knows what the child is asking for she should not have, but the heart is big, it's full of love. So the parent gives the child a little bit of it just to experience, just enough so that hopefully that child will not ask again to see it. And I thought about the different situations. The different situations where in life we experience illusory energy. And even in the scriptures, there are a couple of stories. Um, one of them uh, is, and I know, Krishna Kripa, you probably know this one, I trying to remember this demon who had was given the boon or given um, some power so that he could touch someone, and when he did, the head would fall off. Who was that? Vikashura? Vikashura? Yes. Sure. Yes, yes, yes. Pure, a perfect example of someone wanting something that they shouldn't have and seeing the end result of it because he was crazy. <laughs> he was absolutely crazy. He wanted this power so that he would go around touching people and their head would fall off. So was it he was chasing Lord Shiva around? And you know, Lord Shiva is very powerful. Very special devotee of the Lord. Um, but Lord Shiva gave him this boon. And like a, a, a rascal, he's chasing Lord Shiva around, wanting to touch him. And, you know, it was driving everyone crazy. Here's this, this demon that's got this particular power. And he's trying to kill people by just touching them and their heads falling off. So uh, from what I'm understanding, Lord Vishnu uh, came to the rescue and I, if I'm correct, he wanted to touch Lord Vishnu's head, but I believe that Lord Vishnu asked him, well, why don't you touch yours first? And let's see if this works. So, of course, he's totally in illusion. His mind is totally gone. He's not realizing what he's doing, so he touches his head, and it falls off. That's a little extreme, but the point is, Sometimes when we're captured by illusory energy, we don't see things as they are. We really don't. Um, one instance was I was up in the boonies, and the boonies is described as somewhere remote where there are very few people around. So you have a lot of animals. So I'm sitting on this porch, and I'm just quietly chanting Japa, and I'm watching this scenario. The cat chasing the rabbit. Now, this is going on. You know, the cat's chasing the rabbit. The rabbit plays with him. Then he runs. This went on for about 10 or 15 minutes. And I thought I'd try something different. So I put on a bhajan, the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra. And do you know within five minutes, I mean, because initially, this cat is thinking, this is my enemy or this is my meal. I'm going after this rabbit. So he's going after it. Within five minutes of putting on that bhajan, 
and playing it loud enough for the cat across the way to hear it. What happened is these, these are animals. The cat sat down on the grass on one end and the rabbit sat down on the grass on the other end and they sat through that entire bhajan and just listened. And what that, to- yeah, hadi, both, what that told me is simple, a creature as they were, they understood the mode. They understood the mode of goodness. They understood that they were listening to something very positive that brought them to the realization that they're friends. They, he didn't need to chase the rabbit. And the rabbit was not afraid of him at that point. They sat and they enjoyed the bhajan. Now, if we slow down enough, when we have had the opportunity of coming across a devotee, of coming across the Maha Mantra, if we can possibly slow down enough in our lives, we will see that everything that we think is what we want, all the desires, this promotion, this really nice job, this really cool chick, this really nice dude, um, this fantastic home, whatever it is, if we slow down enough and just enjoy just the simple things in life, because as devotees, we're, it's supposed to be simple living, high thinking. If we could slow down just enough to realize that this treadmill of life that we're on that has us reaching for every possible desire that is out there. And it's like they're reaching down deep to find even more sensory things for individuals to enjoy. Um, they do have, they, yeah, they do have the, uh, um, what are they called? They're not robots. But they're um, plastic dolls that people enjoy. If they cannot be in a real relationship, you can pick up a phone and have the best relationship ever. You can be on internet and talk to someone and make believe. Um, the depths of sense perception, the depth of things that we can become involved in because we think it's the real thing. There is so much out there now. We have to be really, really, really careful. But when you hang in, when you take to Krishna consciousness, when you go through the ups and downs, because there will be ups and downs, when you go through them and try as much as you can to chant Honestly, sincerely, crying out like a child cries out to their mother or father. Do the best you can because Krishna knows you're doing the best you can. Even if you don't get it perfectly, Krishna will give you the mercy to get over whatever little hump it is that you're getting over. And he'll give you the knowledge to understand that what you think is the greatest thing since American cheese or Swiss cheese or whatever it's not the real deal. What is real is the love that he has for us and the love that we have for him. 
there's nothing wrong with loving someone. We are creatures of love. We come from love. No matter who you are, what is that saying? No man is an island, no woman is an island. You cannot live in this world alone. Everyone is seeking love. Everyone. But then, as I said, there's so many different things and avenues that we can get into that we think is love until we actually stumble across the real thing, Krishna, God consciousness. That's the point at which we are no longer in illusion about the things that are really real. That's when you understand what real love is. When you develop that that rasa, that individual relationship with Krishna, because every single one of us has a totally different relation with Krishna. Every single one of us has our own take on how we understand the scriptures. Everything is individual, which means, of course, your relationship with Krishna is individual. When you understand that the highest love is to serve, not only Krishna, but to serve the servant of the servant of the servant of Krishna. That's when you really begin to enjoy yourself and you rise above the material energy. We're marginal energy, which means that we can go either way. When you are able to have a little bit of faith in either the individual that's sharing with you Krishna consciousness or in the scriptures that you're reading or enchanting the Maha Mantra or hearing it from a learned soul, when you just have a little bit of faith, you begin to realize the things, the material energy that you used to enjoy, you no longer enjoy because it's not real. It's temporary. You have never, we have never, in this material body at this point in time, most of us have not really experienced the love of God in the relationship. But when you do, there is nothing like it in the world. When you have a taste of it, it's like you want more and more. And actually, that is what's real. The love that the Lord has for us and the love that we should have for him. We are in illusion right now because we have totally forgot this is this is not our world. We have had the finest things. We have lived in mansions. We've had the very best. We've not had a need for anything, but we've fallen from grace, uh, as one would say. We've fallen. But when we are intelligent enough to persevere on the path of devotional service, bhakti yoga, and stay on the path, some of us will be fortunate enough to really understand what is real and what isn't. That the material energy is temporary. It is constantly changing. We want something that is the same, no matter what kind of day you have, no matter 
what you feel like it's still the same, and that is the love of God. And when we really get it right, it's the love that we have for each other. Because I will always tell someone when I'm sharing with them something about a a devotee friend, this is my friend, this is my family. And in a real family, we love each other and we care for each other. And that's another thing that we should be doing more of. And we've heard it enough. We've heard it often. But we need to hear it so much that it becomes second nature to us. That we care for each other, that we're concerned, that we miss each other if we don't see each other. I was gone over the weekend, and it blew my mind. Well, it didn't so much blow my mind, but a devotee came up and said, you weren't around, were you? I thought, wow, I was missed. Do you know how nice it is for somebody to realize you exist and you were missed? This is how we should be feeling about each other. This is real. This is not an illusion. What we're feeling is supposed to be the love that we had before we left the heavenly planets. Uh, another example of um, illusion. Oh, yeah, here's the other one. Indra. Because of uh, Indra, Indra's misbehavior, trying to remember, he was turned into a pig. The uh, This powerful Lord of Heaven. I can't remember what he did, but anyway, long story short, his punishment was that he was given the body of a pig. Well, after a while, sometime, Lord Brahma wanted to call him back to the heavenly planet. And Indra, as a pig, did not want to go back because he was enjoying who he was as a pig. That's what he thought he was. Little did he realize at that moment, this is not you. You are Indra. You are a demigod. But for that time being, the life of a pig, and you know how filthy pigs are, how depraved they can be in their lifestyle. Indra had taken that position, and for a time that's all he knew. And in his mind, that was just perfectly fine with him. Now, if Indra, this powerful demigod, can fall into illusion so easily, who are we to think that we cannot fall into illusion? We think, oh, I've got this covered. I'm not going to. We should be very careful to say what we're not going to do because Krishna will get our attention sometimes. Maya will get our attention to prove how serious we are about our service and our love of God. And they'll throw something, uh, Maya will throw something your way. And depending on how strong you are, either you will see it for what it is, or you will just ride that little merry-go-round of illusory energy until you come, if you're fortunate enough to come back on track again, maybe a couple of lifetimes later. Um, But getting back, Getting back to the scriptures, because I always go off very easily from the track. Um, The Lord knew, Lord Christian knew that Markandeya was a very special um, devotee. So he did allow him to see 
his illusory energy. And it covers that. Um, it goes on to cover that in the following um, texts. But the point is, we should never feel that we are so advanced in Krishna consciousness that we can test ourselves out in the material world. There have been those that have felt that they're so strong they can go out and maybe associate with friends um, in various establishments doing all types of nonsense. If you are really grounded, and I wouldn't test it myself, but if you're really grounded, uh, maybe you can go away uh, or leave wherever you are, um, whatever den of iniquity, uh, den of sin you're in. Maybe you can leave that and not be touched by it. But everyone is not so strong. And when we think that we are, we should be very careful. Um, it's not very good to be so puffed up and so confident, even in Krishna consciousness. We should always remain humble. We should maintain the air of humility, no matter what we may understand some of our potencies to be. And we do have some of the potencies of Lord Krishna, but they should never go to our head. They should never. We maintain our positions by constantly chanting nicely, chanting sincerely, reading the scriptures. Even if you read two sentences a day, out of the Srimad Bhagavatam, out of the Bhagavad Gita, out of the nectar of instruction and nectar of devotion, even if you read a little bit a day, that will help you. And it's better than not reading at all. It's like 1% of something is better than 100% of nothing. Even if you read a little bit, you'd be surprised that your desire will grow to read more you will also begin to feel or notice things that are changing in your life as you commit yourself to reading a little bit more, chanting a little bit more. And the primo key thing is the associations that we have. Some of our friends were really good friends before we were devotees, and they still want to hang around. And it doesn't mean we should kick them to the curbside, even if it's picking up the phone and calling them, but you have to be very cautious, cautious about protecting um, your sadhana. You, you can't just do the things that you used to do anymore. You become who you associate with. It's like you are what you eat. You become like the association of your friends. And if you really look at them, if they're that great, look at them and see what they're doing that's so positive that's going to lead them on the path to something better. And if it isn't, then they're the wrong ones. And every opportunity that we have, take the time to listen to uh, a senior or learned uh, devotee. Like uh, in Dallas, we're fortunate. We had um, Vasheshika Prabhu. Uh, over the weekend. Um, unfortunately, I wasn't able to be here personally, but I mean, uh, Prem Sindhu uh, tapes everything, so it's like we can go back and listen. But 
every opportunity that we have to take shelter of the holy name. And there are different ways that we can do it. It's good when you start young. It's challenging when you're a little bit older. I was older when I took to Krishna consciousness. It took me a little bit longer to get the hang of it because I had some old habits that were a little difficult to break. And I thought I was, believe it or not, I thought, and I thought I was an intelligent person. I could chew bubble gum and, and, and tie my shoe at the same time. So, hey, I, I got it going on. <laughs> I, I can multitask. I thought that I could do things that the Lord would not know about. I remember my brother, my brother brought uh, the uh, Krishna consciousness to us. And he looked at me like I was an idiot. It's like, you think you can do something and the Lord doesn't see you doing it? I actually believe that. Do you know people actually believe they can get away with things and the Lord doesn't see it? He sees every single thing. He sees all your comings and goings, your thoughts before you have them. Every hair on the head is counted. So he is so powerful, yet he is so loving. He is so caring. He is so patient. And he is so compassionate that he has surrounded us with these wonderful temples, with these wonderful devotees that are willing to share. And I think from time to time, Senior devotees, when you find someone that is taking to Krishna consciousness or that's been in the movement for a while, share some of your realizations so that the individuals will know that there really is truth to what's in the scriptures. These leelas, these stories, everything is there to teach us how to live from day one, how to leave the body, and then what comes after. Sometimes People need a little motivation. And it would be nice to develop um, some type of mentorship with someone that you trust. Someone that is on the path, that is following the scriptures, that's not rewriting the scriptures according to their lifestyle. Find someone like that. Or let them find you. And let them share with you the challenges that they go through because Most of us that have been in the movement for a while have gone through a lot of things. And there are devotees that are still new that need to know, oh, yeah, I did that. And, you know, it's it it happens. You won't be 100% all the time. You're going to have some hiccups along the way on the path of devotion. But you need to understand that it's going to be okay because you get back on track again and you keep going. All Krishna asks is that you have faith in the process. Big as a mustard seed. And a mustard seed is very tiny. For someone that has vision problems, you don't even see it sometimes. But that's all that Krishna asks. And what happens is he will reciprocate beyond your wildest imagination. You will get the reciprocation that you don't even expect. You can have desires, 
You can have wants and needs, but Krishna knows what you need, and it's always better than what you imagine you needed. And as I, I usually say, you don't. Not, we don't all know each other so well, but I would be taking my life in my hands to sit here in front of the Lord and to lie to you, which means that if I tell you that there are things that you will go through, but you will get through them, it's true. Um, I was trying to remember something else that I went through. Uh, yeah, it was work-related. It was work-related. And most corporations are not run by those that are God-conscious. But uh, it's unfortunate. The bottom line is the dollar. It's not so much they care about the individual. Some of them put on... Some of them really try. Some of them really, really try. But there's always someone above them that has other ideas on how this should be done. And, you know, employees are not to feel so comfortable that they like their jobs. There's a problem. They want you to like the job, but then they give you a little friction so you don't get too comfortable. There's, I don't believe there's any place now where people work 30 years. They used to do that when I was working. If you work five years, you're good. You are super good. But the the point I wanted to make was um, there was a situation that I talk about from time to time. I like to get away from it because it's in the past. But I came across something that was really um, unacceptable to employees, Uh, something that happened with the employees. And Krishna happened to put me in a position that I heard everything. And it was something that could have ruined the company had it come out. So I was still maybe five or mm, how many years? Less than 10 years into being a devotee. And I was really, I really knew that Nishringa Dave covered me no matter what. I really had a lot of strong faith at the very beginning. And I've gotten better. But the point is I had a lot of faith that no matter what was going on, Krishna would protect me. So the company just knew I was going to go to the radio station, the media, and broadcast what they were doing. They followed me. They had individuals follow me. They had them run me off the road. Um, and they even had someone... Um, it, was, it, was, it was so low down and dirty that the uh, um, the policemen that are supposed to protect you uh, were not doing their job because I had gone to the company to complain about the things that were going on. And then I thought, let me take this to uh, the police department because some other things happened. And it turned out to be a movie um, And if they ever made the movie, I have to leave the country. But the point is, I was so strong in my faith in Krishna and in Guru that I fought the company for a while. But, of course, I wore myself out ragged, wore myself out completely. But when I understood that everything that was happening, not only was it happening for a reason, but to me it appeared that there was no other way out That was my illusion. The way out was turning it over to Krishna and just surrendering. 
And sometimes it's just as simple as turning it over to Krishna and surrendering. When you've done everything that you can possibly do in the situation and it's not happening the way you feel it should happen, back up. Pray it to Krishna. Pray it, pray it up. Give it to Krishna. Because when I did that, miraculous things happened in the company. People were fired that um, they had never imagined would have been fired before. Individuals, it played out like a scenario in New York or some other place where um, some of the individuals were killed. It was that deep. I had no idea how heavy things were in the company. But the point is, when I understood that what I saw was not really the way that it was supposed to be and that there was another way and I let Krishna handle it, that I felt was me letting go of the illusory energy and turning it over to Krishna. And Krishna, in his own way, removed me from the situation Things have not changed with the corporation, but the point is he protected his devotee and moved them out of harm's way. Um, at some point, I know everybody has a story to tell, but sometimes it seems like I'm going on and on and on about how wonderful Krishna is. In my life, he has been because he's shown me so much. He's helped to open my eyes and help me realize that the things that I see are not really as they are, and that when we start or stay on the path of bhakti yoga, stay focused on Krishna. Don't try to rewrite the whole script. Just stay focused on Krishna. Do the best you can. Do what you can do. And leave the rest up to Krishna. And you will find your world changing in ways that you could not even imagine. But getting back to the script, uh, scriptures again. Text eight to nine's translation of the text is thinking always of his desire to see the Lord's illusory energy. The sage remained in his ashram, meditating constantly upon the Lord. Within fire, the sun, the moon, water, the earth, air, lightning, and his own heart, and worshiping him with paraphernalia conceived in his mind. But sometimes, and this will happen, sometimes he became so overwhelmed by waves of love for the Lord, Mark and Dea would forget to perform his regular worship. And the Lord forgives you too on, in instances like that. And sometimes we can be so overwhelmed that we let our suddenness slip. We never want to let it slip so far that it's off track and we are not connected to the lotus feet of the Lord, to the lotus feet of Sri Guru. I guess the message would be, no matter what is going on in your life, no matter what you think you see, especially if it does not seem to be playing out in your favor, chant. If you can't do anything else, chant. 
find a nice, quiet place and cry out to Krishna. Put it in Krishna's hands, trust him. Stay on the path. And you'll be amazed at how Krishna will hold you up and pull you out of the clutches of the illusory energy. But then again, everybody has their own time and place when they actually discover that. And as I said, it goes on to uh, to explain uh, exactly what happens as Mark and Dearisi is uh, looking at the illusory energy. So I know this is not a, probably not a good place to end because I know there was more that I wanted to say, but I'm going to end at this point. Does anyone have anything that you want to share? Any realizations? Yes, Prabhu. Do you need a mic, Krishna Kripa? I want everybody to hear. I want them to hear. Whatever you're saying, I want them to hear. Because what happens is, when I'm talking, they hear me, but then they get on, they'll call me and they say, whoever was talking, we couldn't hear them. So, to keep them off of my back, please take the mic. Yes. <laughs> but I, I, I definitely want to hear. Is it on? Wow. To be a fly on the wall, you and uh, Rupanuga had a conversation back and forth. <laughs> so go ahead, we're listening, Prabhu. Is it on? We're, yeah, we're working with the electronics here, and no matter how technically advanced we are, we, we're not any further. You go ahead and I'll repeat what you're saying. Yes, Prabhu. Points on honesty. And how it's missing from the material world. Okay. Oh. Oh, you you worked in corporate America some time ago. Doesn't matter. It's it's heavy duty stuff if you're in the corporate world, no matter what position you're in. That's loud enough, Sakshi. <laughs> a little further down would be appreciated. Thank you. See how now surprise have everyone's attention. Good Lord, yes, Prabhu. 
Well, just just a couple of things um, to juxtaposition the the position of the material illusory energy in 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 your story about corporate America and the story about Vrikasura and his foolishness. Yes. And and the Bhagavatam itself. Um, the Bhagavatam starts with the description of that which is the absolute truth. Mm-hmm. That that is what we should be searching for. Yes. And then very early in the Bhagavatam, once it establishes itself through the first five, six, seven chapters, the Narda Muni's conversation with Vyasadeva, all of these different things, it talks about what happens in Kali Yuga. And that Maharaj Brikshit stumbles upon the personality of Kali, acting as a Shudra, uh, as Uza Shudra, and acting as a king. And he's breaking the legs of a bull, dharma, of religiosity and religion. Mm, mm. The only leg left standing, which was damaged and he was banging on, was truth. Uh So this is truth amongst the so-called civilization, we can say. Okay. So this is where the Bhagavatam goes. And the truth of the Bhagavatam, in many, many ways, as you mentioned, is that People have trouble in their spiritual life. And people have desires to enjoy in the material world Mm. separate from Krishna. And we try to hide that from Krishna. Right? That's true. So these things are our scenario. Right? So therefore the Bhagavatam helps us to rise above that. Even to the point you've got an entirely, completely Krishna conscious person, Markandeya Rishi, who every day meditates on the Lord and mm. worships him with the paraphernalia he creates in his mind. It must be the most exquisite quality of paraphernalia and offerings and etc. Yes. Coming from his mind to worship Krishna. Yet, he still has this intellectual interest in how the illusory energy is working. And as Vaisheshika mm. spoke about yesterday, Krishna smiles ruefully because he says, wow, I really don't want to do this to my devotee. But... It is his desire to fully understand this. So he allows that. And this is the magic of the Bhagavatam. Here we are at the conclusion of the Bhagavatam. And and this conversation is going on nonstop for seven days and seven nights. And then it comes in and he gets warm. But don't ever think back that the illusory energy has something for you. Mm. This is right before the last words, you know. Mm. I mean, they really are. It's very interesting. This is after everything's been spoken, and, and this is the conclusion of the Bhagavatam from the, like a, a commentary, the summaries and things like that. And therefore, he says, still the illusory energy, no matter how perfect you are, can allure you. Now, the juxtaposition to that is the corporate world. Where even though, and you're saying, and I had to really deal with this, it was a dilemma. Because I was 30 years into my Krishna consciousness pretty much when I was doing this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't ask me why. Maybe it was just the lesson. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> okay. but when you get into the essence of everything in the corporate world, their own phrase is the most indicative thing you should see to warn you about everything it's built upon. Because what is it built upon? The bottom line. 
every bit. <laughs> Not every, the lofty every. philosophical standard of the Bhagavatam. Mm-hmm. It's simply based on the on the bottom line, which is if you're not making me money, I'm not going to give you any. It's vicious, it's cruel, it's completely demonic, and fine, we have to work in it. But the Bhagavatam gives us that knowledge that we should understand. This is what we're working in. Yeah. We should not be in the illusion that, well, you know, since I am a grihasto or since I am a this or I am a that, we have to do something. We did fine, but know what you're doing, know who you're working mm. for. I mean, I used to work for a television company, mm. I and mean, it was like, hi, I'm the instrument of Maya, and I'm coming to your home just so you can be completely and unadulteratedly. Co- completely an illusion and forget everything about your spiritual practices. It'll do it. And they it would cheer it. me and throw out a red car. Ah, the TV guys. Are. You know, I mean, I worked my way up from there into, into management. You know, I had 250 people under me. So it was like, you know, we are better in, in our understanding mm. of who we are and what we're doing, the devotees. So whatever we're doing devotionally is infinitely stronger and more important much, much stronger. than anything we can do much. out there. I mean, they recognized much. my qualities much. for whatever reason and kept giving me a facility for, to control people, which is what everybody else is looking for. Mm. And I was just going, oh, God, not again, you know. But... Um, we should really see that that's what's going on here. The Bhagavatam is the truth. The Bhagavatam will give you Krishna. The Bhagavatam will give you satisfaction in life. It'll give you happiness in life. The corporate world, anything to do with money, will actually cause you pain and suffering. You have to go through it. You have to do what you sure. have to do. I don't, I'm not criticizing anybody. But at least accept it for what it is. Exactly. You can't tell me that all the wonderful advancements in civilization we have and the electronic media and etc. is going to save the world. A hundred years ago, one of my favorite little examples that just kind of dawned on me when I was talking with some IT people, we invented an internal combustion engine. Mm. And it changed human civilization irrevocably. We were able to produce more food. We were able to travel more freely. We were able to do so many things. And now we're dying Mm. from the petroleum Mm. industry in just a hundred years. So whatever is looking beautiful out there in the material world, we just went through the 12th canto where it describes the incarnation of Kalki. And this came out with another discussion with devotees. We have to associate and be honest with the devotees. Everything of will come. Of course we do. Yes. Everything will come from that. And the point was, what happens is infrastructure. You see the developed countries. They're all doing better. Where There's less added. Kalki comes on a horse with a sword. None of this is going to be there when he comes. All that we hold dear to us in terms of our... Example of what civilization has produced will be gone. No one will even be remembering it. All of this, it's such a temporary manifestation of the illusory energy. So we have to not attach ourselves 
to the results and the material energy, but attach ourselves to the results. Absolutely. And whatever the struggle is, in our efforts for Krishna consciousness, mm. none of this is going to be here. Nothing. God comes on a horse. You think if everything was still going well, he'd come on with a laser car and have a laser gun on the front of it and just wax, you know, half the civilization in one shot, right? But he's not. He comes with a sword on a horse. Big horse. Beautiful white horse, actually. Only God could have a fulgent, I'm sure, like a unicorn, you know? Good point. Without the horn. Very good point. We do have to realize. Thank that's you for right. sharing. That's what you inspired me to Thank you. Think well, about. well, that's because you, you all inspired me and it Vice versa. We bounce it back and forth. But that's an important point. No matter what you're doing, no matter where you're working, no matter what corporation it is, you have to understand it for what it really is. It's important to know that that is not your everything, and that is not who you give your life and soul to. As a devotee, we understand the purpose of these particular institutions. They are not... 100% for our uh, advantage, our benefits, but we don't give up our jobs. We dovetail the position that we're in in the service of the Lord. And in that way, we are given a helping hand to go through that process wherever we are and whatever it is we're doing. Dovetail it in the service of Krishna, and Krishna promises he will always take care of his devotees. He will take care. But we really do need to understand no matter what large corporation it is, you are not their bottom line. The locked, the cash, the dollar bill is the bottom line. And if you're not producing, you're out. And now they're making it very obvious, very obvious. If you're not, you're out. Very simple. But even in the midst of understanding all these things, we can work within it. We can work because we know there's a higher power. We know there are things that are much more important, far beyond anything that a job could give us. And that keeps us equipoised. That keeps us in balance. No matter how crazy things are, no matter what you see on the TV, yes, it comes and it goes. The names change as it comes and it goes. The point is, when you are in service and when you are connected to the Supreme Personality of Godhead, when you understand how powerful the Lord is, his name is, it takes you above the average citizen or average person that gets totally blown away with everything that happens at work everything that happens outside of work, we know these things will happen. We know they will come and go. And we also know that some of these things are based on whatever the individual's previous life energy is. It is extremely difficult to tell a parent who's lost a child or whose child was taken. That is extremely sad. I mean, my heart... I, I, I'm always connected with things like that. Always. You, you, we're human. You cannot tell that parent, you have no idea who this spirit soul was before he came into the world and what he did. You cannot. But it helps you to understand. It helps you to stay steady in the process. But 
As I said before, we need to chant more. We need to read more. We need to have very nice association with each other. We need to know each other. Um, any chance we get uh, when you're having prashadam, don't always sit down with people that you know. Sit down at a table where you don't know anyone and introduce yourselves. Otherwise, we can't expand our, our horizon of family. And we're all family. We are all family. But then that goes on to uh, another topic. I could go on and on and on. But thank you so much, Krishna Kripa. Good point. Very good point. And uh, no matter how technically advanced we are, these things we do need to be aware of. Does anyone else have a comment or anything you want to share before we end? Yes, Prabhu. Please tell me your name again. Kim. Kim. Yeah, of course. Oh, my gosh. Kim from way back. Yes, Kim. <laughs> uh, thank you so much to the whole class. You're very inspiring, and your voice is so beautiful when you sing. Oh. And uh, I wanted to um, just let you know I love to hear the stories um, they, my imagination gets lit up and I want to know if the story about Indra and I, I'm not aware of that yet. Uh, when he seems so silly, why would anybody want to go into the life of a pig? But then you're in that life. You're completely happy. Of course. Um, is that story in Krishna book? You know, I'm not sure if it's in the Srimad Bhagavatam. I'm almost certain it's in the Srimad Bhagavatam. Does anybody remember? Is it, if it's in the, could have been. I'll look that up. Yeah, I don't really recall it, but I, I, I know I've read it before. I just don't remember from where I read it. It's very inspiring. Yeah, there's, um, Oh dear, good one. Oh, that's, oh dear. It took all of that to realize that this life as a pig was not the life he was meant for. Wow. No, no, I, I didn't know how it played out, but I, I do remember the story. But it just shows you how easy it is to fall into illusion. He didn't even remember who he was. We don't even remember who we were before. We were highly elevated individuals. When you come across the threshold of the temple, you are on holy ground. Not everybody gets a chance to do this. So yes, we are very special individuals. And we have forgotten our place. And now that we're here, it is our responsibility to find out who we are, and to find our way back on the path, back home. But thank you. There's so many stories, so many stories. And um, like most of us, I, I remember a little bit of this, a little bit of that. But that's a nice part about the importance of reading the scriptures over and over again. Because you'll pick up something that you forgot the last time. But it is Pure nectar. It is nectar. You can read it and never be bored with it. I don't know of any, who is it? Uh, is it Robert Patterson, the, the guy that's a really good author, the mystery books? Oh, I enjoy them, but 
After a while, I'm done with it. I can't read it again and get anything else out of it. The scriptures, it's always, it feels good to read it. It just feels good to read it over and over again, and you can never go wrong. Mm. No. Mm. No. The names change. It oh yes, it is always fresh. It is. Mm-hmm. That lets you know this is this is not ordinary uh, material. This is not ordinary reading. It is very unique, very special. Um, so, when we understand that, we understand that this is the path that you stay on, and then you'll get the realizations and the mercy and everything else that comes along with it. And it is a constant, as long as you stay on the path. I mean, to the point now where I hesitate to even think about what I used to do in previous times, because it is not compared to this. Nothing compares to this. But, no, it totally insignificant. The, the desire is not even there. Desire, you can see the best party on TV and why? Well, I don't want any part of this. But, uh, yes, thank you for sharing I'd rather be at home and that. read. Huh? I'd rather be at home and read. Yes. Than... I would rather be reading the scriptures comfortably with my feet up, reading <laughs> over. It doesn't matter. I can sit, chant. I'm good. You can't do that with everything and be happy. One yes. more question, Mataji. Yes, Kim. Was it Mark and she that is, he's envisioning those offerings? Is that in his mind. In his mind. Yes. That's a comfort to know because um, I've experienced that and I enjoy to do that sometimes. Thank you. Is to picture the best thing that I could possibly, the most exotic fruit or jewels or something, anything, things like this. And, and mother Ermila helped that along. But anyway, that's another story. But to hear that this amazing personality, this saint Mm -hmm. is doing these things and that's comforting. Um, because I like to do that. I can't get all the things that I would like to purchase. So if I can think about that and envision that and give it that way is very comforting. It's as real as you actually have it in your hand, experiencing it. Yes. Thank you for sharing that. Yes. Anyone else before we end? Okay. Yes. Shakshi. There's a story. Oh, yes, there is. But Shakshi. Yes. So you were speaking about how we shouldn't associate with, like, maybe friends that we might have had before coming to Krishna consciousness and stuff. Mm. And I was wondering if there's any way to, like, save those relationships or just to completely... That's a good point, Shakshi. And, you know, I I don't want to leave you with, don't associate with them. I don't want to exactly leave you with that. Um... Let me kind of turn that a little bit. If I were in association with someone who is not bringing me or elevating me up, 
as opposed to what I'm used to in Krishna consciousness and they're a previous friend. Initially, I would not just completely kick them to the curb. Um, maybe you can offer them the opportunity of sharing, uh, maybe coming to a, a devoted gathering where, you know, you're having prashada and maybe you're showing a movie of the Mahabharata or something, but bringing them into the association of devotees, give them that opportunity. Um, because you can't dismiss everyone. You never know. Maybe if you were not born into the family that you were born in, um, maybe if you didn't have that association, you probably wouldn't be where you are. But the point is you did. But think of the person that was not born into a family like yours. If given the opportunity and if they are so inclined, they could change they could, but it's not something that you force upon an individual. What you do with that type of relationship, depending on what it's giving you, is if it is not helping you in your spiritual uh, pursuit, I would probably gradually exchange the time I spent with those individuals and fill it with devotional time. Don't just immediately dismiss them because then they'll think that, oh, once you become a devotee, you get rid of all your friends. No, you just have a higher thinking, a higher knowledge of what association really means. And you try to share it with them. The best you can do is share what you're doing with them. Maybe a book, maybe prashadam. Prashadam, Achuta mentioned last week when we were talking about going out on book distribution, whether or not a person takes a book, well, maybe they weren't meant to get that association at the time. Prashadam speaks volumes. Offer them prashadam. Uh, offer them uh, a visit to the temple. Can you save them? You can show them the way, but it's up to them as to whether or not they want to be saved. And you'd be amazed at those that you wouldn't think would want to be saved, and they really do. You would be really amazed. The person that you least think would be a candidate for a devotee is a candidate for devotional service and would probably be grateful to you for the rest of their lives. But yeah, everyone should be given an opportunity. Everyone. Krishna consciousness, no discriminations, but we are careful with how we associate. We're very particular about our association because we're perfecting our consciousness. We're purifying it. And to constantly contaminate it with something that is not pure, something is not pure, it's not good. So does that make any sense? Yeah. Uh, but really, as far as trying to save them, of course you would want to. Give them the opportunity, but it's on them as to what they decide to do. Because initially, you're right, initially, uh, I think earlier in the early days, devotees were told to just um, uh, leave their families and just not associate with their families. Uh, some of them uh, just kind of took it a little seriously. They thought they were doing the best that they could do at the time, but there's there was another way of doing it. And we've learned. So... Um, Yes, give, give anyone that's available, that wants to, the opportunity, uh, 
to become Krishna conscious or to have the association of Krishna. Yes, it's a good point. Thank you, Shakshi. Thank you. Anyone else before we end? Okay, we'll end at this. Srimad Bhagavatam Ki Jai, Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai, Gaur Pramananda. Vaishnavs Ki Jai. Hare Krishna.